audience. Welcome back to Unauthorized Wisdom. Thank you for joining us here again this week. And today, we're going to talk about the word that rhymes with hugs. We like hugs a lot. We really like (laughs) hugs. Hugs actually are going to be a potential way to save the world in the future. Speaking of that in a different episode, the word that rhymes with hugs, if you haven't already guessed it, is... Drugs! (laughs) So welcome, and today we are going to have a discussion on our personal intro experiences with drugs and... We're saying this word, and it's like usually it's got a nasty connotation. There's been the war on drugs. Yeah. That still is withstanding, technically, I guess. I guess, I guess we're still talking about the war on drugs. I mean, yeah. people are trying to, like, stop it. I mean, there's still drugs to have, um, you know, there's still, there's still some drugs that are a little bit out of control. Um, but we're talking about some nice, friendly recreational drugs. Yeah, I, I want to just say something to what you just said. Some drugs are, it's like a gun. And like, there's, sure, there are definitely some drugs out there one time and they're not beneficial for you. So that's something to consider that we might talk about too. But going to your point, the fun side and our own personal intro experiences with them today. Yeah. So, with, with fun, friendly recreational drugs. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Disney drugs. Um, and I guess we are talking about substances. We're not talking about like uh, metaphorical drugs. We're talking about, I guess, we're talking about some controlled substances. Now, caffeine. This real quick. What do we think about that? I mean, it's obviously a drug. It is a drug. I mean, let's talk about little drugs like caffeine and nicotine. I yeah. mean. Yeah, like I've got some addictions. I um I think caffeine can be helpful. I think I think drugs in general can be helpful at times. Some pharmaceuticals can be helpful at times. But caffeine I think is uh can be helpful but can also like really become addictive and you can grow a dependency on it and then you end up it makes you a little bit worse for the wear if you rely on it too much have you had that happen to you um i think yeah like i think there's definitely a i i don't drink too much caffeine now i'm just like a like i'm like a soda drinker but i used to be really heavy into coffee and then you know you get to that point where like you have your coffee in the morning and then you need like a four o'clock coffee otherwise you get like a really nasty headache and then your body is clearly dependent on this like caffeine situation. Yeah, I've, uh, heard, I've heard about the, the beast. Luckily <laughs> for me, caffeine and I, we get along just fine. I honestly like, I'm one of those people who can have caffeine at like four, five o'clock in the evening, and it's still going to let me get to bed by 11 o'clock. Like, I used to be that way, but like now I can't do it like that. If I have a little bit of caffeine, I can only have like a morning coffee. If I if I have caffeine after 4 p.m., my plan is to be awake for a while. Like it's specifically to like keep me up. It's wild too because like in some cultures, like that's when they have coffee. It's normal, you know, to like have an espresso oh, totally. after dinner or like have some coffee with dessert and stuff after dinner. And it's like 
we I think they also realize. are the people who like have wine with their dinner, though. So that they have like something to counteract I mean, their that's caffeine. A given, right? That's <laughs> booze. That's booze, baby. We know what that is. That's just like lush it up. It's tasty. It makes you feel tasty. It's good stuff. And like that is mixed sometimes with dessert is okay. <laughs> you know, but then it's like almost yeah. overkill when you do wine with dessert, right? So, like, that's where, like, a balance of your intake and, like, what buttons you're trying to press when you're taking your drugs or <laughs> loosely not observing them as taking your drugs comes in. Because that's what I was saying before. Like, it's pretty wild how we overlook how regularly our people as a whole, you know, they just take in drugs. You, they don't start their day without their caffeine, some people, or the same thing with nicotine, let's say. They can't socialize with that, like, having that that fix first, let's call it. And like, what do we base that off of? Is it like the the drug or is that us, right? Right. Or is it like part of like ritual or part of a habit? And we like habit. ignore the fact that it's like, that it's actually a chemical that we're dependent on rather For than sure. like, like, I love having like a coffee in the morning. I love the way a coffee in the morning tastes with my bagel, you know, <laughs> like, um, <laughs> but like, I don't think about it as being like, I need my caffeine, you right. know? Yeah. Um, I well, probably used to because there's so many different like micro and macronutrients that are like very good for polyphenols in, in coffee that are just very healthy for you, as well as gastrin, which opens your bowels and gets you going to the bathroom. So all those things are fantastic for you in the morning. Coffee yeah. is a different animal compared to, you know, like caffeine, like energy drinks or, you know, tea is also acceptable, but it doesn't have gastrin, any teas. So. Anyway, going on. Huh. I'm just trying to defend coffee with some science here. Just <laughs> No, those are good distinctions. Yeah. <laughs> like, I definitely am just like, well, like, I had this headache yesterday, and I didn't know if it was because I was just like, did I need caffeine? Did I not get enough caffeine? But it was probably an allergy headache. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> How do you determine that? Like, <laughs> And it was too late. Like, it was too late for me. It was like 6 p.m., and I was just like, it's too late for me to have caffeine if the caffeine is supposed to be the thing that's going to cure my headache. Mm. Otherwise I'm not going to go to sleep. So I took to a leave before I went to bed. Sudafed is, is the one that has caffeine in it, right? Is it Sudafed? No. Well, Sudafed is just like, it just has ephedrine in it. So like, Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's pseudo ephedrine. So, and it's like basically like, pseudo meth yeah we definitely don't want that (laughs) (laughs) something to that effect yeah i still hear it'll do something to me with the s there (laughs) the bs even if the p is silent i see there's something gonna happen (laughs) and i want it all right oh i love it it's my favorite it's my favorite like it's my favorite now you have to get it over the counter you know you have to like register for it because people do make methamphetamines out of it right um but it's like it is absolutely like the number one over-the-counter pill that will like clear my sinuses with no problem like I can't take any of this like the hydrochloride stuff that they're talking about like Mm. the the stuff that's like still available for you that you don't have to give your driver's license for can't have any of that hold on real quick speaking of caffeine I promise you this happened the other day I was at CVS and I thought just like every other time I do the self-checkout which never is true that I would be getting out of the store quicker if I were to do self-checkout. 
So I go in and I'm just bought. I literally filled my prescription and I bought a box of five hour energy. Speaking of energy shots and they were because they were on sale. Right. I had to have my ID checked by someone behind the register, like for caffeine, Laura. So like you caffeine. Maybe it was the amount, the amount of caffeine that you were purchasing. What's a box five hour energy? There are six of them in there, which would be equivalent to 1200 milligrams of caffeine. So approximately like, you know, uh, seven, eight cups of heavy coffee. All right. That's that's wild though, right? Like seem, I got carded for kind of outrageous energy shots. I wonder like, if that's a new law. I have to look that up. I looked around. I'm like, this is absurd. I can't like get self checkout and make it faster anywhere. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> like six energy shots. You gotta be kidding. Anyway, so let's let's talk about the recreational side, the fun part. What was um, the first time that you partook in a drug? Like, can you give us a first time story in one of those? Yeah. Yeah. So like I did, I did marijuana for the first time. Well, okay. So there were like a couple of times, the first time I did marijuana, I didn't do anything. And supposedly that's like a popular situation, like a popular experience where you like smoke weed and it doesn't do anything for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Or at least that's what I was told when I was a kid. Um, And I was like, I think I was like 17 or 16 and I went down the shore during like my friend's prom weekend and um, smoked, had like a little bit of a joint and nothing A little happened. bit is how many hits? It was like, it was probably like two, two hits. That's enough for a first timer. For okay. a first timer. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. nothing, nothing happened. I just kind of sat there. It was just sort of like, maybe I was a little spaced out, but it definitely didn't get high because I remember the first time I actually got high was the night of my like um my art show my high school art show I think it was like I think it was my junior junior year in high school and my friend of mine took me to like the docks which is where everybody went to get high (laughs) and like and uh yeah I don't remember I don't remember what I smoked if it was a joint or if it was a I think it was probably some like a hit hits out of a bowl um but then like, and it was like nighttime and it was the end of the year. So it was like summer. It was really nice and ambient, you know? And then, um, and I got super high and I was like, why does anyone do anything but this? Like, why do people, <laughs> like, I was really a fan of it when I did it the first time. Um, and it was really magical. Like, <laughs> It was also like, it was just like me and one and like two friends, you know, and it was like really quiet and it was just like a nice like way to like just sit and talk and be cool and chill and like, you know, have a good experience. And so that was like, you said that was just before an art show in high school, right? Yeah. It was like the night of my art show. I skipped it to go do this. Like the like the the opening, I guess. Like I skipped it to go to go smoke weed. Okay, this friend. sounds pretty magical. Why is it? Why is the story stop here? Because I don't remember anything else. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't remember anything else. I think we just like smoked and we just kind of hung out, and then that was it. Like I was a very like reserved. I still kind of am. Like I'm not great at. I'm not great at holding my liquor. Um, 
I'm not great at like doing any kind of psychedelic drugs or psychoactive drug, um, anything that's going to make me like dizzy. (laughs) I get really like, I have to be pretty conservative about things. And then if I, and I, like, I think probably when I was younger, there was probably still some like unrecognized social anxiety there. So like, if anything made me too nervous, like if I was with too many people or if like there was, there wasn't a lot of really enjoy myself I'm the same way now like if I'm gonna get high it's gotta be like we're staying in one place we're not going anywhere <laughs> like it's gotta be with people that I like that I don't find annoying <laughs> and like, that's just, and yeah, like that's normal for getting high though I think because it's I mean it's some people like to like, use that right yeah, yeah like some people really like to go crazy you know like just right. do stuff like and go out and like even at parties like I won't I won't smoke at parties like if people are passing a joint I won't be like yeah I want some of that like but I'll take an edible with a small group of friends you know (laughs) like that's kind of my experience now it's kind of how it's been like if I I can't go too crazy I've never been the kind of person I think my physical makeup makes it really hard for me to like do a lot of substances but like I do enjoy doing them in moderation which has probably been a good thing. Like the fact that I can't hold my liquor and the fact that I can't like, I can't smoke too much weed without feeling like I have vertigo um, has probably saved my life. Like, like it's probably been the reason why, like I haven't gotten heavy into like serious drugs because I know that like, I'll probably just pass out once I do something that feels really good. Yeah, well, luckily you have that auto regulation going on, <laughs> yeah. and you're not like you know, as we said, this is the conversation for recreational exposure. You're not like going into anything heavy too, so that's you know. It's I mean, I like have you're... done, you know, I have done like lots of different kinds of drugs, but I've done them all like one to four times. You know what I mean? Like, all right, let's and... let, we got to talk about that. So let's do that. Your list, and I'll go through my list. Okay. So because we got family listening, should you choose to leave (laughs) something out? You know, that's fine. I am leaving some things out. So there's marijuana, and then shortly after that, I did ecstasy, which I loved. I can't remember the first time I did ecstasy. Was at. I, I took I took it I have this house in Pennsylvania my, my family has a house in Pennsylvania and I invited a few friends up like the summer probably the summer before I think I was like a sophomore between freshman and sophomore year in high school I mean uh, college and uh I had some friends come up and somebody brought ecstasy and I had some there and it was great because it was like, again, it was like in an enclosed space. It was like, we weren't leaving anywhere. It was people that I really cared about. Like your house. Yeah. It was my, it was my house. So like the surroundings were familiar, mm-hmm. um, but it was a really good time. And I thought that was pretty amazing. Okay. Um, so you got marijuana ecstasy. What else? Um, I have done some cocaine. I do enjoy doing that. Um, but I don't really love doing it. Like, um, I don't know. It's not like I, I'm not like it's not like a big party thing for me. Like the way my brain works is like no matter what, I'll just like sort of get into my head with whatever drug that I'm taking. So like um, it actually makes me pretty quiet, even though it makes me speedy. But it like makes my brain 
like think fast in your head and like you yeah. talk to yourself in your head almost kind of yeah that's yeah. where I'm at with like 800 milligrams of caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't need to do any cocaine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like I guess they're comparable. There used to be an energy drink that was like 350. That was they used to be called cocaine, and it was like flavored cinnamon. So, yeah, oh, that's really funny. Yeah, yeah so then so. I, this was, there's some party cocaine. There's some like habitual cocaine. Um, there was some, there was like a little stint where I would just sort of like do some on the regular like just to like function which was a weird time in my life um but all all in all it's like I don't love it I would rather do I'd rather just take the Adderall that I'm prescribed it's Mm -hmm. it's like that's sort of better it's a better experience for me um and then I did LSD once I gotta get that on my list um but I was like I was only half a tab and it was just it was a very short trip but you Uh, felt something but I did feel something and it was like again it was like really late at night and like I was just with one friend and we went to the park and it was like um it felt like a dream you know Mm -hmm. like it didn't like I didn't have any like um effects of like visuals you know like there were some trails and stuff but like mostly it was just sort of like it was dusky out so like the light was really weird and that's really all I remember I remember just like just being really really energized too we like ran from my house to the park and like played in the like in like the playground like slide thing that that they have for kids (laughs) there (laughs) So there was that. And then. <laughs> How old were you when that happened? Probably like 19, 19 oh, or 20. Right. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of my drug use was like concentrated in, in like, like my, like from 17 to 22. Nice. Yeah. Um, at least the, the experimental stuff, you know. Yeah, and then ex- except for like, um, and then I didn't try mushrooms until this year. Um. And my first experience, well, my first like I active experience of mushrooms because, like I, I've told you that like I'm on antidepressants and apparently um, psychedelics don't work with SSRIs, mm. like they pretty much cancel out the psychedelics of your psychedelic drugs. Right. Um, but I've managed to figure out like the half life of my of my pills of my antidepressants so that I can take the mushrooms in the morning before I started to feel withdrawal symptoms from not taking my antidepressants. Mm, right. <laughs> um, and in that way you help, it like helps reduce a non-natural intake of something in a way. Right. Yeah. And so like, that was the first time I actually like was able to feel the effects of the mushrooms. And that was really lovely. Like that, that was pretty recently. That was like last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I saw all of the fractals and felt like really trails good. Trails and stuff, I guess I call it, right? Trailing. Well, it was like trailing, but it was like literal fractals, like where it would just look like actual geometric patterns, like mm-hmm. forming on like the walls and on my carpet and on the lamps. Like it was like literally everything was melting and everything was really bright and the colors were really beautiful. I took a lot by accident (laughs) we've all been there (laughs) like i didn't have a scale 
and I was I was this is at the point where I was growing my own mushrooms <laughs> and for somebody who had never taken mushrooms before I was growing my own mushrooms because I was trying I was I was interested in their effects for depression right um so I was just like I had been buying mushrooms like and off the street and there was like $60 for an eighth mm. you know mm. and every and then when I did it three times and nothing happened, I was like, forget it. I'm going to try to just grow my own. And so what I ended up doing was I, I had like these little like buds that, that like grew before I like there, before I had to like transfer, I don't know, the little colonies and they dried and I was just sort of like eating them like chips (laughs) (laughs) because they taste really gross. And so I was just sort of like shoving them in my mouth to be like, okay, I can just, I can just eat them. And then I just didn't really think, and I was like, maybe that's not enough. And then I had too many. And then all of a sudden I was just sort of like, oh, everything looks amazing. (laughs) (laughs) How long did it take for that to kick in when you did them your own? Um, so like within 45 minutes, I was just like, everything was a little bit brighter. Like everything was just kind of burning a little bit brighter, but but within like 90 minutes, I was full on like laying on the ground, like <laughs> staring at the walls, watching Being fractals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, and I was on the phone with a friend of mine while I was doing this. And he was just laughing the whole time, <laughs> listening to me be like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Um, and then by like the time I peaked, I was just sort of like, I just freaked out a little bit. And I was just like, I'm going to get off the phone now and just sort of lay here and just sort of like calm down. Peaked. I haven't even begun to peak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's everything I've done that I'm willing to talk about. Me next. Me next. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like, so tell me all about your stuff. All right. All right. So I'll do the list first because the list is, we could just do it as a chunk and it gets out the way. So I've done uh, also mushrooms before. So that was pretty awesome in terms of, like I've taken it mushrooms now four times ever and I'm 50 50 in terms of feeling really really good in terms of results in fact one time I was actually like energized and glowing that out that glow that you saw you know how everything burns bright like yeah it was it was in me so that was like I did not explain it other than that and that was 25% 25% of the so that's mushrooms pretty nice times with that never got sick never had nausea always had an appetite after the fact so luckily for me I pretty much think I metabolized all drugs pretty well <laughs> um there, that goes to caffeine I'm regularly always taking a caffeine cannabis course since like I don't know 16 years old I've smoked cannabis, so we'll go back to that in a second. Uh, I've tried Molly before. Tried Molly maybe three times. One time was bad. I did not like it. It just made me like super anxious, like the opposite of the shrooms on the inside, cold, mm-hmm. like warm and energy and fire. Like it felt like ice and garbage and like oh, that's no good. Vacuous and oh, don't ever do this again. Yeah. So so a I friend of mine had that times. feeling on mushrooms once. So, <laughs> on like, what? yeah, on mushrooms, he had that feeling. It was like oh, a yeah. bad mushroom situation. So, uh, I think, luckily, like, sometimes you can just me, have a bad trip. Nah, I like, I've the only time that's ever happened on with any of the drugs that I've ever had, honestly, 
was when I did my own batch of brownies, of cannabis brownies, and uh, that one time with Molly, actually. So, again, I tried it two more times because we were pretty sure the quality of that was, like, pretty garbage. We kind of knew that going into it. And so we tried it again. It was good. I had a good time. But because I think I metabolized drugs so quickly, my high was like 45 minutes with Molly. So I was at like Kanye West that got balled to like 2017 or something like that. Uh Amazing. It was an amazing performance. All of that was awesome. And the peak was right when he was performing. So all of that was great. It was the best 45 minutes. How long does it how long does it usually last, Molly? It's all about quality, you know, and the person, of course, too. But like, typically, like, if you have some good stuff, I think it lasts somewhere between two to six hours. That's what I've heard and read. So, you know, the person, the quality, etc. Anyway, this isn't about Molly. That's it. Which, (laughs) (laughs) if there was anything, so I said shrooms, caffeine, Molly. That, uh, you know, I put. I had two friends who used to do cocaine. They had like their, their weird phases and I put my debit card in it and I put it on my tongue. <laughs> oh. So I literally, this is literally, I was like 19 years old. So this is like 13 years ago at this point. And I took my debit card and I dipped it in there and, and I'm like, I looked at them guys, would I get, would I feel something? We're about to go out to go clubbing or something like that. So I'm stupid. Like, should I, should I try this out? Would I feel something? He said, I don't know. You're definitely going to feel a little bitterness on your tongue, though. So that was my experience with cocaine. <laughs> I, was, I felt it. I was like, wow, this is interesting. Is it just like putting my tongue on a battery, basically? Like, that's yeah. what it felt like a nine. I mean, it just, like, it, just tastes like, it just tastes like nasty, like crushed up drugs. You know, it's like um, it's a little bit, there's a little bit of bitterness, a little bit of sweetness. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, like, like yeah, I just tapped it in there, tapped it on my tongue, and I was like, Okay, now I can say that I've tried it and I never will again. That's it. Just moving on. <laughs> that was just me personally because of family history and whatnot that I've heard. Yeah. Of, you know, just trying to stay away from certain things. So anyway, going to my baby, Mary Jane, going back to I think I was like either 16 or 17. It was one of those two because it was summertime. But I had a cousin-in-law his name's carlos and he was living next door with me and he was maybe two years older than me maybe three years older than me so he was like the older brother kind of influence and everything so you know once i was coming out of the house around like 15 16 years old being able to spend some time outside late during the summer we would play sports we play hockey basketball etc so as that older brother influence grew one day he ended up getting some cannabis and uh you know we ended up rolling up i think i want to say it was it was definitely a blunt wrap of some kind like a blunt but i want to say it was a grape dutch like a grape dutch master or something like that and like if you're experienced you know that those are always dry and like stale and like pretty garbage quality but we wanted that flavor because it was our first time and so long story short we ended up going down to our park in uh, on Midland Avenue in Garfield called Danish Lake. And they used to have a basketball court there. So we would go there every now and then and play. And uh, it, was, it was a little bit further, but it was the reason we would go to that court was because the other court always had people playing. So while playing basketball, we rolled up a joint right in the middle of a blunt in the middle of the court. 
and we both smoked for our first time in the middle of the basketball court. No one's at the park. No one that really gave a shit. So it was one of those like euphoric kind of cool moments. I was one of those people who got high the first time that I smoked. Uh, <laughs> like I immediately got like a um, little lightheaded, but one, I didn't know how to breathe, you know, like I didn't know how to inhale or like uh-huh. do shit with what I was, you know, how to practice doing what I was doing. So like I inhaled it and I like held it for like 20 seconds or something. Like I was like, yo, I heard like you get higher if you hold it, right? I'm going to hold my fucking breath for like long. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, right. I'll hold my breath longer than you. So like we're, we're playing basketball and in between games, we keep relighting this shit. And like first time I smoked, I almost passed out because I was like holding my oxygen for the span of like five minutes and 20 <laughs> minutes, like an idiot. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> with that being said, we tried it again the next day and everything was fantastic too. We're not holding our breath, not doing it. We did our research and from that point on, I've been enjoying basketball and cannabis ever since. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, like nonstop. You just haven't been like pretty much. Oh, those two things are, are life-ish, you know? <laughs> They're like tier B life for me you know there's tier a is my friends my family my career and what makes me happy tier b those things make me happy and those are you know pretty cornerstone items in my life uh you know one reason if we're talking this theme of drugs uh, for this episode and cannabis is that shit's medicine man like if we're not slowly seeing the the revitalization of this being evident across our country currently I don't know what else is evident to it. A hundred years ago in this country, it's what, 2021, a hundred years ago in this country, cannabis was literally handed out in combination with all the stuff that we just talked about in a bottle, (laughs) like medicine, the general inflammation prescription was cannabinoids, opioids, alcohol, and like, tobacco in a tincture form and here you go you're good now that's so funny i like a lot of those oids but like (laughs) (laughs) right oids are good (laughs) i like yeah tobacco i'm i'm probably like the last person on earth who still smokes cigarettes um wait say that again i'm sorry i didn't hear oh i'm probably like the last person on earth who still smokes cigarettes apparently like nobody does You know, that's crazy you say that because I thought my mom would not, she would be one of those people. And she, it blew my mind the other day seeing her hit a vape pen. Oh, wow. I could not, she's like 55 years old, this woman, 58 now at this point. And she blew a vape pen at this barbecue we had for her birthday the other day. (laughs) And I'm hearing stories about like my, my little brother when he's home when she when he was 17 and living there still 16 yo my little brother is ripping a bong like in the bedroom in the house where if i fucking looked at her funny or said marijuana like i would have (laughs) got backhanded yo and and she's hitting a vape pen in front of me i just couldn't believe the evolution of the laxness (laughs) in terms of like attitude toward drugs and it's cool because it it I'm saying the evolution is the end phase where she's like, okay, and acceptance. If I'm going to do drugs, at least I'll do the the less invasive and I guess less uh, problematic design. 
with his right did she say you know, why she decided extra chemicals that's what she said this extra chemicals you know like that th- she understands that it's more of a concentration of nicotine potentially yeah they worked on regulating all that i guess that's mostly like a jewel thing i heard but uh, not my thing but with that being said she was like all those extra chemicals you know like there's a, there's literally a warning label on cigarettes that says this will kill you this oh, is yeah. from the surgeons general the people who diagnose death like we're letting you know <laughs> yeah this is absolutely gonna kill you for sure that is nothing for me <laughs> worst, but that's the thing that sucks right i know the thing that sucks is that it, it's all about the cumulative effect you know like if someone told you hey if you smoked a pack of cigarettes in one day that your leg will fall off and you saw that shit happen like you're likely not gonna smoke a whole pack in a day you'll figure something else out yeah you know <laughs> But that's the whole problem is that it's a cumulative effect. So, you know, when we talk any uh, medicine or any drugs, like it's pretty wild when you think about it. The pharmaceutical industry, the people who study medicine and have data for everything, they've only been around like 100 years. You know, so like one person's life, like if, for example, they they smoke cannabis every day for their whole life 100 years ago, they could still be alive today. And it could be because of that or something else. And we won't know. There's huh. so much so many different stories about people who, you know, you hear caffeine is bad for you. Right. But the grand the old Italian grandpa who had fucking six espresso shots every single day for you know, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, like, he lived to 100 years old for some reason. Was good with that. You know, is it because of him following a Mediterranean diet or and, like, <laughs> having, like, the best inflammation regulation diet? Or was that, like, also because he was partaking in drugs around the clock? <laughs> the new, he knew what was best for him and he was just like, yo, this is for me. This is I like coffee, caffeine. Give me that. I live long and prosper doing that. (laughs) It's a conversation that I guess I'm like construing for the next episode because every one of these drugs that we talked about has a different receptor system, right? Every single one of these drugs has a different like button that they're pressing when you take the drug. A mood that it creates, let's say a thought pattern that it creates a, a vibe we'll call it. So that's what I'm excited for talking about for the next episode. <clears throat> You've heard my position on cannabis plenty of times. We've heard both of our positions on psychoactive drugs. They're pretty high, highly regarded pun intended. So I'm setting this up for the next episode where we talk about again, the personal intra introspective inclusion of drugs in your life and is it an addiction or is it not an addiction and Ah. it might not even be drugs let's say we're going to talk about addiction when is it an addiction when is it a healthy outlet etc pretty much everything i do is an addiction there's literally nothing that i do (laughs) i'll I'll tell you that right now (laughs) the reason i'm saying this is because i'm so in that same boat with you it is it is crazy. And maybe, you know, when we have this conversation, we're going to help other people get aware of it. And maybe not, maybe just like organize themselves. Maybe we get organized only just by having this conversation, but I'm with you. Like 
if it's not addiction to habits, it's where do I go to brain dump my brain? Oh, an addictive thing, <laughs> you know, like. Where am I going to turn my brain off? Oh, an addictive thing. Addictive thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. I literally need to like turn. I like, I'm like completely addicted to just turning my phone on and off. Like, I don't even like look at anything. It's like people are just like, oh, I'm so addicted to social media. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just literally addicted to using my phone. Yep. <laughs> like, I don't care what is happening on it. I just need to like hold it. Lose. Yep. Like, I have to hold it and touch it and press the buttons to like unlock it. And then. Mm-hmm that's my addiction so yeah i'm happy to talk about addiction oh yeah (laughs) so we'll get that going in our next episode in love for drugs part two (laughs) awesome all right audience thank you for joining us again laura d thank you for tuning in joining with me as well thank you matt thank you this is unauthorized wisdom peace